Yeah, let's do it. I'm already recording. God damn it. I mean, I just, it, it's easy because I'm going to use, uh, we've got a new thing called off the air that's going to be happening where it's uh, all the behind the scenes of different things. Nice. So it's going to be our Patreon exclusive. Uh, that way people can be like, oh my God, I'm a part of this. So people can pay to hear what I look like when they can't see me. Exactly. Perfect. Excellent. Well, then let's dive in. Dive up. Dive down. Dive deep. Hi, Alan. Hey, my name is David Andrew Laws, and this is Dress for the Podcast You Want. It's weird, though. It's a weird version now time, because I'm not in my regular recording space. I'm at I'm at the studio. The studio. With Alan. I'm at the Dimly Wit studio. Uh, so I'm still in charge of the podcast, but Alan's in charge of me and of the space, and so it kind of... It's kind of the, the authority in the room is kind of weird. I don't know. I'm excited just to be able to sit back and not do anything for once here. Good. I'm glad for you to okay. do that. It's noon. I'm having my first beer of the day. Hooray for spring break. It's not even spring break yet. It's spring break next week. Oh, nice. I, did, I, I forget uh, about spring break still being a thing. I don't. Because I'm a teacher. Spring break sucks. Oh, my oh, wait, God. Wait, no. Everything else sucks. Spring break is the best. It's early. And by that, I mean noon. What, you got a text? I did, and it's very unfortunate. So last night we recorded Drunk Shakespeare uh, podcast, the bartenders that were, like, working out. Right. Um, and uh, Wit, who is one of the other producers at Dimly Wit, was here and was reading some of the roles and got more intoxicated than, like, planned. Nice. Ended up sleeping on the couch here because he just passed out. Great. Uh, so his girlfriend uh, texted, or we were talking to her last night, and I was like, you have to do me a favor. I need you to text him and, like, pretend tomorrow that you've had this conversation tonight that he just doesn't remember having with you. Oh. And then that way you can fake getting mad at him. Because she wanted me to take a picture of him uh-huh. passed out as blackmail. And I was like, no, I'm going to get the cold shoulder for that. But she just texted and was like, all right, this prank isn't going well. Oh, boo. He's owned up to not talking to me and now wants to be filled in on what we talked about. Help. So, uh... I'm gonna just see what her improv skills are. Yeah, just let her. It sounds like it sounds like a her problem. Yep. Because I want to talk about success. We can't get distracted, Alan. I know. Last time was like olives. We got all distracted about the foods we didn't like, and there was no actual content. That was a bottle episode. So today, on dress for the podcast you want. I don't have Megan. She did not fit in my backpack, so I did not bring her. But she's still around. Don't worry, she's fine. I didn't know you carried her in her backpack everywhere. I do. I got a new backpack. And nice. It's big, but not quite Megan sized yet. Mm. Someday. It's like a Yoda situation. Right, yeah. Um, but Alan's here. Alan Waters. Hi. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Busy. You had a long recording night last night. You we a did. sleepy boy? Uh, I'm, I'm always a sleepy boy. That's like, my secret. I, yeah, I I'm stay tired. <laughs> um, what are you, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I mean, I'm the managing artistic director of Dimly Wit. Yep. Uh, my kind of life has shifted to now I'm recording or editing most of the time because uh, when I'm not here working on things, I direct audiobooks. Uh, just had a book on menopause. You direct an audiobook. So uh, I sit in the room. A lot of, I mean, it's really similar to like recording the podcast, but uh, I hear, listen to make sure things sound right. Okay. If it's characters. Say, no, no, it's, it's, it's not pronounced menopause, it's pronounced menopause. Right. It, it, I, if they say menopause, I have to be like, no, Menopo, that's not correct. Menopause. And that's actually a conversation that gets tough sometimes. Like About we had uh, root versus route is a a, a big 
contention. Mm. Um, Caribbean they, versus Caribbean. I haven't had that one yet. Caramel. Um, caramel. Versus caramel. Ooh. I actually came up with a distinction for root versus route, and I said that uh, if you have something planned out, that is a route. If it's a road, it's the route. What about Route 66? It's the anomaly. You're the anomaly. I I, yeah, I think they're right. all very circumstantial because it's like, well, some of them get an easy rule like uh, perfume. Uh, perfume? Yeah, that's noun versus verb. Mm. And I wonder mm. if Route has that. Route 66, we're going to take this route. We're going to take the long route. I think it's one that, like, it can be both depending on where you're from. Because, like, I know people in the South that say route more often. But anywhere else, I hear route. We've now officially said the word enough times that I forgot what it means or how it's spelled or my own name. So, congratulations to us. Awesome. Uh, Alan. Yes. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Uh... You're my first returning guest. I don't remember what you said last time. Do you? I you said no. I said yes last time. No. Um, I'm changing it to a no. Oh no! What have I done? Uh, <laughs> it's all your fault, David. Oh, no, like, that's what. No, I think something that I've kind of learned from last time, or since last time, and a lot of listening to the show is that like I've always been chasing this success of something, and I realize now that like in the current world of like art in almost every form it's so built around like audience reaction sure and you're never going to be able to please everyone sure so to me now i'm just now doing things for my enjoyment and for my betterment and uh i'm not worried about like reaching any kind of peak of success or anything like that so yeah i i, I feel like now i'm just like you know what i'm gonna put this out if i'm proud of something then I feel like I've done a good job. I feel like it's successful, but I don't feel yeah, like isn't I'm... that in its own way a, a kind of success is coming to that point, coming to that... Right. I mean, I think that's decision. a success, but I don't think that makes me a success. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. From, like, an outside perspective. From an outside perspective. Are you happy with yourself? Do you feel like you're proud of the work that you're creating? Yeah. I, you know, honestly, more so now than I was on the last time I was on the show. Because it's an interesting... Uh, that that's that that rings with something that I just experienced doing Hamlet, right? I was performing Hamlet, and a lot of the initial reviews. My first week sucked. <laughs> I was a bad boy. Oh, like, well, and it was a lot of a lot of uh, you know compiling circumstances. Like we had tech on Tuesday when uh -huh. I did the Q to Q, and then we had tech on Wednesday when Megan was Hamlet. Mm. And then on Thursday, Megan opened as Hamlet. And then on Friday, I ran Hamlet. And that was my first day running Hamlet in the space. It was my right. first time, like, doing Hamlet in, like, a week. Mm -hmm. And so my Friday and Saturday performances were pretty pretty rough. And, like, I think some people came and saw it and still really enjoyed it. And were like, it's Hamlet. It's great. And so a lot of people who knew me came and were like, I think you can do better than that. Uh. Um, but a lot of the reviews ate my ass and not in a good way, <laughs> not, a good way. not in a very in a very bad way like there are mm -hmm. so many reviews out there now that are like that are either like uh david laws gives an unnoteworthy performance or like david laws usually really brilliant uh sucks a butt in this one uh, like, i mean that's nice though that it starts off with like usually nice. this yeah <laughs> i my favorite review ever is one that's for sound design that literally just mentioned 
the sound design. Like, it was sound design. Like, yeah, literally, it was like the sound design from Alan Waters that includes this cue and this cue, and I was like, cool, cool, thanks. Well, but like I had to sort of confront that and go like, and, and I'm, I haven't really landed on it yet, but like you look at reviews specifically, right? So people were talking to me about Hamlet, and I was like, if I ever do Hamlet again, I would really only be interested in doing it for people who don't know Hamlet, mm-hmm. for like first-time theater goers or people first-time thinking Hamlet, but especially as a white cis male, I don't bring anything new to the role. When somebody comes and sees me as Hamlet, they're sitting there going, all right, show me your Hamlet. What do you got? Right. Um, so I was I was sort of like, I was, I was struggling between the balance between like not giving them excess power because mm-hmm. whatever, the opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they all stink. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they're a part of the audience and they're part of like who I'm doing it for. If I don't have an audience, there's no, there's no point. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of been, I've not really landed on that yet, but that feels like kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that like it changes per medium. Um, mm. I was talking to Sam, who's another producer here the other day about like game of Thrones. Cause I watched the the premiere. That was my first episode ever. Really? Yeah. My first episode ever. And like, you think, uh, I mean, I think. Who did you watch it with? Uh, Wit and Sam and Rachel. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> She's allergic to Game of Thrones. Yes, she is. Um, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was like a nice like first episode, and I've when told. When this come out? This will come out like three. I think enough time. Boobies, boobies in there, and you watched it with friends. I How watched weird. it with friends. How weird. Uh, that I mean that was only the re- the only reason I was watching it because we watched it on the big screen out there and. You know, I told uh, some of my friends that I'm enjoying it right now because I don't know really any of the backstory to what's going on. Nice. But I'm seeing all of the fan theories that are coming out for the last season. And it's so much fun to, like, go through and read because with my limited knowledge, any of these could be true. And I'm like, wow, this is (laughs) crazy. Oh, my God. It's also the mark of good storytelling to be able to come in at season eight and still be like, I'm enjoying this. Right. Like, that's what Megan to Megan when 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 season seven was coming out, I had never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I'm mm. like, maybe that's not true. Maybe I tried it in college, but I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do it. But it had become such a cultural phenomenon that so many of my friends were so close to that I wanted to do it. So the two weeks before season seven came out, I binged all of seasons one through six, six. like in two weeks. Like while I was doing a play, I would like go on stage and do my part, and then come backstage oh and like God. put headphones in and listen to it, and then go back on stage. And I did it, and it was great. But Megan didn't do that, so like I was like, we're all, we're gonna watch season seven, and she did, and was still just like, this is good. I don't know what's going on, but it's good. Right. <laughs> Has and that I, been your experience with this? Uh, I mean, yeah, that first episode, I was like, this is good. This is something that's gonna, uh, I'll at least enjoy watching the last season to see how all of this kind of like falls apart. I love a, a series with an ending. And and uh. that's the thing that I was kind of like starting off saying is that like the the producers of the show were asked what they're going to be doing when the finale like goes live. And they said they are planning to get shit face drunk and stay far away from the Internet Did because they, they know shit-faced? they can't uh, please everyone. Did they say shit face? I don't know if they said shit face. That's what they implied. That, that might be like my uh, I'm getting a call from an unknown number. And Answer that's it. never Let's happened. Give it. Give it. Oh, that's a bad idea. Give they, it. Nope, they're, they're done. Damn it. <laughs> I love answering robocalls these days. Well, that's the thing. Like, my robocalls normally have a number. Yeah. This is the first thing that has actually popped up as unknown. Do you answer them? I do. You should. Because, like, I never realize 
when it is now that they've changed the numbers enough go my favorite one recently was i was like hello and they were like we're calling to talk to you about car insurance this is our last attempt to reach you and i was like i don't have a car right that's the one i get all the time too is i got an email this morning that was like alan stop making car payments and i was like thank god you told me i've been making three years of car payments with no car the only thing i someone told me my uh, megan's brother said the only thing you're not allowed to do when you do that is you're not supposed to say yes to anything because they could like and I think this is super paranoid, but they could like take that voice clip and use it to like be you confirming something else. <laughs> I never say yes, but I say all sorts of other stuff. They'll be like, uh, they'll be like, we're gonna transfer you to a real person. I'll be like, uh huh. Yeah, perdoodles. It's so good. It's so much fun. Just to, just to, like I feel like it probably makes somebody's day when they're like, uh, oh yeah, the other day a guy was like. Uh, you interested in in a new health insurance? And I was like, no. And he was like, I think you are. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just having so much fun. Uh, have you ever like gotten into a network meeting that you thought was going to be actual networking, and then all of a sudden you realize you're being sold uh, life insurance? I've had the opposite. I've had meetings where you sold someone life insurance. No. <laughs> Maybe not the exact opposite. I have I talked about this on the podcast? I can't remember. I I have this problem where someone will invite me to lunch and I'll be like, "All right, what's the what's the what's the deal? What are we doing here?" And I'll go through that whole lunch like waiting for the other shoe to drop and like waiting for their ulterior motive and then they'll be like, "All right, I got to go. Bye." And I'll be like, "Wait, was that just was that just social? Oh, they just fine. wanted to hang out with me. <laughs> oh, oh. Man, what is this? I think it says a lot about me that I'm always just like, what do you want? Right. What like it, from me? I think that's something that I've seen a lot of networking here in the city is that like you can't go into a networking meeting without everyone wanting the one thing that they want. And a lot of the times they're not really willing to uh, do other things. They just want to find someone oh, that'll yeah, do the thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How's Dimly Wick going? Let's talk about that as a success point. It's it's going well. Like, it's going really well. We launched officially uh, everything back in January. The New Year Bad Examples launched literally New Year's Day. And they've, I mean, like, jumped off. They've got 20,000 downloads per episode. And yeah. We're doing a live show this weekend on 420 that they, like, are almost completely sold out. And I'm excited oh, for good. Yeah. And we've had other shows join since then. We've now got like a uh, every day of the week slate of shows. Um, most of those are weekly. We have one show that's bi-weekly, but it's a morning show. I want to pitch you a new, a new podcast. Okay. It's called... Damn it. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I like that. Uh, it's not going to fly by the censors, but... Really? You don't think you could have a show called Damn It? I don't think so. Considering like any kind of social media ad, the minute a cuss word happens, they're like, no, the children. What about Shit's Creek? I mean, it's not technically how they, shit. How do they say that? I've never heard uh, advertising say that. I've never heard like, next up on TBS, Shit's Creek. Yeah, I guess I haven't either. I never thought about that. Huh. Because you see it written down and it doesn't look like shits. It looks like sh- shits. Have you watched it? Do you watch it? Uh, Rachel watch it? I've seen some. Rachel's seen some. I think I've seen like a little bit that she was watching. Everyone says my name funny because of one of the characters' name is David and they say his name funny. David? Is it David? David. David. Uh, I can't even do it the way people do it. People are people are always doing it. I don't um, fucking care. It's better than my other friend goes, Hey, is a lot of legs, David. I think <laughs> that's from uh, that Christmas movie, Love Actually. Is that from Love Actually? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck me. No, Dimly Wit. Look, fucking, so, so, 
so it's successful. It's successful. Yeah, right? I mean, we've been it, it, it's been doing well. I w- I don't want to say that we're successful yet because we're still very much like in the first six months of things being launched. So like, it's still very much an uphill climb. And, uh, but I think in the way that you were talking about, and in the way that I'm sort of coming around to, like, it, it's what you want to be doing, right? right? Yeah, it's what I want to be doing. Is for there sure. any part of it that isn't what you want to be doing? Um, honestly, I am looking forward to like now that we're getting some more people. That when standby starts coming back around, I won't be acting. Oh, really? Yeah, I um, I. I used to love to act. I used to love things. I still like doing voices and all of that and just being goofy. But I don't like actually sitting down and having to act. Interesting. Um, I I feel like I'm just much better behind the scenes when I get to sit back and listen and take moments and and make them funnier and better. Um, I mean, that's always always how I've seen myself is that I don't think I'm the funniest person in the room, but I can make you funnier. Mm. Um, And I'm good at, like, reactionary stuff. So I like that good because i want to be the funniest person in the room yeah and so that's what i'm here to do since we got the cat out of the room i i definitely am yeah you are she is very funny but in different ways yeah yeah not a not a great audio partner a cat uh she was i I do actually have a clip (laughs) on my computer (laughs) called mal meow um from last summer i literally held her in my hand and annoyed the shit out of her into a mic so she would just be like <laughs> so yeah, I've got that. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, you but it's there. It, you can put it in the episode. I could. We'll find a point that it's just like, oh, get Mao, get out of here, and I'll like kick her. Okay. Hey, get get out. Hey, 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 you, cat, get your get your dirty butt off the table. <laughs> um, I like that YouTube video of the dog that gets really close to the, the camera and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> It like sounds like you said arf. It's really cute. Oh, adorable. Um, what do you want? What's your? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hmm. Here's the problem of me. Mm. I don't remember the last episode we recorded. I remember that we talked about foods we don't like. Right. And I remember that Megan was in and out, but I don't remember the answers to some of the questions that I asked because I don't listen to my guests. Um, what's your apex? What do you like? Or maybe it's changed. Maybe that's a good thing to be re-asking is like, what do you want? Right. I mean, I do think it's changed slightly now that now that I've seen that this is something that can actually become a stable place to build and to work from. I really want to get to the place where uh, we've monetized stuff to the point that I'm working entirely here or at the recorded books place. Um, I don't know what they're doing theater stuff anymore. I I, I think I'm burnt out right now. And, you know, I, I don't want to say it's like all theater it's the environment but like i i think with the arts economy the way it is everyone seems to be struggling to try to put things on at the same caliber they've always put on at the same budgets that they've always put on mm. um and it, it's it's real challenging particularly for the people that are working and doing it because 
they're still getting paid the same thing they were do they were getting paid ten years ago. Yeah, and it just it's not able to like afford them to live anymore. Um, and because of my place, like I work in management and stuff, like I'm um, I'm not gonna drop any names, but like I'm pro- uh, production manager for a show that the rates we are paying are much lower than industry standard. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Like, I hate putting that out there, but my hands are tied because I've still got to put this show on in order for myself to get paid and for the show to go on. Yeah. Um, so, like, we work and we find people that are willing to do the work um, for the amount. But it's still, it's like, no, we should be paying them more. It is hard. It is. It's very hard. And it, like, I... I'm running a theater company, and I have a big meeting that wasn't, like, a fight, but it definitely had some fight elements in it with my partner where I was just, like, I just need, like, two weeks off. Like, I need to just take some time to, like, think about this company and think about, like, what we're going to do with it and how we're going to move forward in the future. And he was, like, you can't. Like, if we take two weeks off, like, that's two weeks of momentum that is just, like, gone. If we don't do the stuff that we need to do, it doesn't get done. And I feel like theater feels like theater as a whole feels the same way. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we should all just take like take a little sec, take a hot moment, and maybe like think about what we're doing, how we're doing. Right. It. But people feel like they can't because uh, if you st- we're all sharks, we're all artistic sharks in the water, and if you stop swimming, you're dead. Yeah. And I just don't think that's true. I don't think it can be true. I think there was that really interesting article that came out recently about um, uh, the overworking of yeah. people on the technical unless, field. And let's not lie to ourselves about it. Like. Right. We're over, people are overworked. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're overworked. There's so many times. Um, I have a, a, a show that I was working that suddenly uh, we had one of our load-in days cut short. Mm. And we found out that we were losing another load-in day and possibly a second. Uh. And we only had uh, – it was a very condensed load-in to begin with. And so, honestly, like that was one of the moments for me that I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can keep doing this because they I- expect all of the work to still get done when you're now down two and a quarter days, and uh, I don't have the extra time to come in and put in here to get it done. But that's what you're expecting of me, and that's not fair to me. And that's such an interesting thing. Like there are two sides to that. One of them being the like, it's theater. It'll always like it'll work. It's fine. Like, right. Whatever. But then I feel like sometimes I want to like, – I'm working with a group right now that I feel like eventually this is just going to happen where eventually something's not going to happen or something's not going to work, and they're going to go, why didn't this thing happen? Or why didn't this thing work? And I'm going to go, because I told you if you didn't have X, Y, and Z, right. you couldn't do it. Yeah. And they're going to just have to learn the hard way. Like Sometimes you really can't do it. That's – I'm in that situation. Is that going to happen? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it and it's happen. just like I, we were already worried about set. I, like, we didn't know how set was going to get finished in this condensed week. And now it's like, um, we don't even have a full week anymore. I don't know how everything you want to get done is going to get done. Yeah. Someone has to start compromising. And it's not because we want it to be that way, but it's also you have to realize your limitations to where you are, what you're doing, and uh, what you're putting out for people. And I think we have to be more like honest with our audiences on that fa- aspect, too. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy what CSC has been doing as of late because, for the most part, it has gone back to stripping it down, focusing on the text, fo- focusing on the actors and the performance. And it's not focusing on the extravagance of all of these 
fancy lights, all of this big sound effect. Like it's really focusing on the text and what's there. And when we're where we're at right now, I feel like that's such a strong place to be and interact with an audience and be like, look, we all know what the economy's doing. Let's come here and let's tell stories. Yeah. Well. But that's also for me from an outside perspective. Like, I'm not running these theater companies. I don't know what you're having to deal with on your side either. Um, I want to talk about something happier. I feel like we got into a down patch. We got a little down patch. I want to talk about your relationship. Yay. You got engaged. I got engaged. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. How, like, how... Rachel's here. It's it's weird because she's in the room eating a <laughs> eating a sausage egg and cheese. Is that what it is? No, I'm still good. Um, but like that's a point of success, right? Yeah, how's absolutely. That, how's that going? I mean, well, it was really exciting. Um, I had the opportunity because of Dimly Wit and stuff that I sat down with Jessica from Bad Examples and recorded my plan for proposal. Aww. And we put it out. I mean, on one of your episodes and one of their episodes, right at the end, that those released the day. I proposed yeah. and the day after. So like we left um we were in Weston, Vermont. We left the waterfall after I'd proposed. We were heading to where we were staying. And so I put that episode on and I was like, Haha, listen, this is gotcha. what I just did. Um, which episode? I don't listen to them. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I just say them. Um You just sneaking all sorts of stuff into my episodes. I was I, you could be like you just put it at the end and be like, by the way, David's a real jerk. <laughs> and I would never know. David, secretly. I'm not going to tell you. Stop listening. Don't come back. <laughs> don't you Don't you ever come back to this podcast. I swear to God. I'll kill you. This is the worst ASMR section. I do Halloween ASMR. Uh, I'm like creeping up right behind you. I'm pulling out a dagger. <laughs> you have to do it. all of that, but then the very last one it just has to be like a loud... Shriek. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Can you hear that? I can't hear that. <laughs> Ow. That looked like it hurt. It did. Last night when we were recording, we got to uh, Lady Macbeth screaming, and she was like... Why was Lady Macbeth screaming? Because she dies. So? She, she screams off stage. Ugh, you don't have to. We don't Actually, have to. Actually, she doesn't scream off stage. A woman screams off stage. Women scream off stage. People are people are like, oh, fuck, my dress, my breath's dead. <laughs> well, we used her screaming because... I, that's what people always do. Yeah. But I was just, I'm just an asshole. Um, that's fine. Uh, I mean, we because it was a drunk take, we were also messing with the everything and making it much more overdramatic. So, like, suddenly she was like, uh, just so you know, Alan, you might want to take off your headphones. <laughs> and I was like, why? And we got there, and I told her, I was like, you need to look as far away from the mic before you scream. Yeah. And still it peaked. It was still like, oh, my God, someone's that. yelling. Um, wait, wait, wait. Don't get so far away, though. Yes. Uh, how, has, how has being engaged changed? Oh, yes. Uh, back to that. <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't think it's changed a lot. Uh, it's fun to every once in a while get like the reminder uh when email when rachel sent out the email for bartenders she called me her fiance and that was the first time i'd seen it written and i was like oh shit that's (laughs) me um but the other side of it is also like i'm really excited we're doing stuff that's like not necessarily traditional in terms of what we're thinking and planning for the wedding you're wearing the dress she's wearing the suit yeah that's that's really it um And uh, I'm walking down the aisle. Um, her dad's walking me down the aisle. <laughs> She's um, walking the other way down the aisle. You're going to high five. 
five. Yeah, we're gonna high five, and then we'll meet each other later. And that'll be it. Um, <laughs> high five. You're now pronounced husband and wife. That should be a wedding planner. Um, I think so. You would do mediocrely well. I feel like um, I could be a very good wedding planner for people who want specifically to do a non-traditional wedding who are like, I want to fuck this wedding up. And right. I'm like, great, I can help. I want to invite all of my traditional uh, family and not tell them this is going to be different. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what I'm doing. But it's also a little terrifying because, like, Rachel's about to leave for the summer. So we just decided we aren't going to do a lot of our heavy planning before then. But at the same time... I turned to look at Rachel. I gave her big eyes. You're leaving for the whole summer? Going back to Weston. Going back to, oh, is Weston a place? I thought you were saying Western. No, Weston. Yeah, Weston, Vermont. Hashtag Weston, Vermont. Yeah. Um, Aw. What are you going to do? Scenic charge artist. Wait, what? What is that? You're in charge, I see. I, yeah. That's what I thought charge was. <laughs> but I didn't know if maybe it had to do with electricity. Yeah. She gets all the paint and is just like, all right, let's go, boys. <laughs> it's alive! Um, so you're gone for a very long time, and then you're going to come back and plan a wedding. When are you getting married? Uh, next October of 2020. Great. Um, do you have a date? Do you have a place? We don't have a date or a place. And say, man, you sound like... So that's the thing that's like been terrifying to me is that... I've been like in my mind that we're gonna plan this when you get back. Great. But at the same time, parents have been like, "You got to find a venue now. You got to do this." You How don't. many? And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And that's the difference between me and them, right? Like, I'm like a I'm like a dog or a child. Like, I just I'm just curious. But when it doesn't happen, that's fine. I'll just go find something else to do. So like, other people are like, "I want to know about your wedding venue. Give me the details right now, right. or else your wedding is gonna be ruined." And I'm like. Do you have a date? Nope. All right, cool. Look at that caterpillar over there. That's neat. I think Rachel actually got like a message maybe a week after the engagement from someone that was like, so where's this happening? When's it been? She was like, hold on. I You should start lying. <laughs> where's it happening? Alabama. Uh, yeah. but you're, wait, your aunt said it was happening in Connecticut. Uh, She's lying. She's a bitch. She, she doesn't know where mine's going. <laughs> we didn't want to, oh, I want you to find out this way. Oh, my God. Now, one thing we're doing that I, I learned, I think from a TV show, is that uh, when we send out our registry and invitations, mm-hmm. any that are left over, we're going to find uh, successful business people in New York and send it to their business address so their assistant gets it. Because typically what will happen, uh, according to this TV show, uh, is because they're so busy, they're obviously not going to come to the wedding, but they'll just send a gift. <gasps> and I'm like, Whoa. oh, my God, this is awesome. Even if I have, like, three extra invitations that I send out, if I get one toaster... Worth it. I'm gonna send invitations to that. May, maybe I will. That's an interesting. Think, think. That's an interesting thought. Maybe I'll send it out to people who, like, would never come. But what if one of them does? I mean, whatever. Let's have a fun time. What if they did, what if Charles Barkley came to your wedding and you're just like, cool. Whoa, what up, Charles Barkley? <laughs> Hi, Charles Barkley. You want to go play golf? You, I know I could beat you. I think you're sitting next to my uncle Stephen. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys will get along really well. Uh, Uncle Steven, Charles played basketball. He was in Space Jam. Yep. Uh, Charles, my Uncle Steven, is uh, from an other generation, which means he doesn't... What the hell? The cat just ran into a wall. I think the cat just ran into the wall. The cat's like, Charles Barkley, I want to meet Charles Barkley. <laughs> Despite so, his name being dog referenced, I want to meet Charles Barkley. I'm oh, a cat. Are we going to bring the cats to the wedding? <gasps> no. That sounds like a terrible idea. 
And it's not going to go well, but like, what's going to happen to the cats? Yeah, I'll watch the cats. You're you're coming to the wedding. That's okay. the thing. Like, who's watching our cats? I don't have that many friends in the city that I can be like, hey, you're a good friend. Not good enough to come to my wedding, but could you watch my cats? I'll watch my cats. Oh, that's a good idea. See, you think about these things. Um, how much, how long have we been? Uh, we're thirty three minutes. Perfect. Now is a good time for me to ask you. Uh, granted, that's thirty three minutes with that recording that we did before we started. Now is a good time for me to ask you. <laughs> yeah, what's your advice? Um, how do we all be so successful as Alan? Because you said no, but then we talked about all the ways you were successful. Do you want to talk about the ways in which you don't feel successful? Because what you actually said was. I am not successful because I choose to create and uh, identify success for myself individually instead of uh, culturally. Yes. <laughs> Which I suppose. isn't not successful. <laughs> it's just redefining your own success. I guess that is true. Yes. So how do we be as successful as Alan? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of what I do is that, like like I said earlier, I'm, I'm always tired. I'm always working on something and that's not necessarily something you should always do, but like find a good time that even when you've got downtime, spend it working on something that interests you. Even if it's just like, you know, uh, our friend Sam has this idea about a mockumentary and anytime he gets the chance, he will watch a mockumentary over again and take notes of how they film some of the stuff. Mm. He will take note of how the characterization actually comes around and is a part of the story and like a season long look. So, like, it's taking things like that that interest you and finding how to apply it to what you want to do. It's definitely the, one of the boons of being an artist is anything that you do can be feeding the, the, the big yeah. thing that you do. Right. right. And there's, I mean, there's inspiration in everything. Yeah. That's why I drink um, so much because it's practice for the podcast. Uh, not practice for the show you're drunk Also in? for drunk Shakespeare. Um, a lot of stuff in my life I got a lot to practice for. I, uh... I think that, I mean, for any artist, a lot of it is like putting a little bit of yourself into everything you do. And it comes just from like what you see, what you're experiencing. And so like the more experiences you have, the more you're going to be able to do. So like that's the other advice is to go out and experience stuff. Yeah. Um, travel. Yeah. See. Like if you can travel, do if. You know, that's not always an option for everybody. Well, I don't even mean, like, travel to Bali. I mean, like, travel to Inwood. Right. Like, there's something that if you can make it work, uh, do it. Like, even if it's something small. Like you said, like, I don't know. I, I haven't gone many places in the city since I've gotten here because I always make the excuse that I'm busy or I'm working. But, like, really, I should get on the subway and go two hours south and see Coney Island. I've never done that. You've never been to... I would love to go with you to Coney Island. I love Coney Island. When I first moved to the city, I went to Coney Island every weekend for the first, like, five months I was here. We should do a follow-up in Coney Island, because I've got mobile recording. Dope. Like, uh, I'm imagining one of those, like, 90s sitcoms that, like, they're talking about something, and the next shot, they're, like, in Disney World. I'm imagining one of those situations where, like... All right, wait. You be... You, you introduce the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Alan Waters. Uh, behind me, you hear the waves. Uh, oh, the Alliance loose, ladies and gentlemen. Alliance is loose in the park, and now this place is on fire. Um, the popcorn isn't that great. It's bad. <laughs> and see, you have to kind of like lean into some of those things, though. Uh, like, look at Billy on the street. Don't make, I will not. 
Well, uh, I will not look at him. Don't look at Billy. All right, don't look at Billy on the street. I don't like Billy Eichner. He's mean. I will say that is one thing I've never enjoyed about seeing any Billy on the street is when suddenly he's like yelling at someone on the road, and I'm like, it's not even suddenly. That's from second one. He's so mean. That's true. Like honestly, if I were there, I would be so thrown off by some foreign man yelling <laughs> at me that I would be like, what? Who? What? I, I understand his, why people his, are like, a dollar. That's his shtick. I think he's really talented, but I think it's just not for me. Like, right. It's just so, it's so abrasive. But, like, there are definitely things like that that it, you hear the noise of the streets and everything. But, for like, sure. it's part of it. I think, heads up for whoever edits the episode I recorded yesterday, I think you can hear the birds really distinctly. Oh. It's springtime now, and there's birds again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just keep the birds. In I there. don't mind it. I like the birds. The birds I think nice. such a nice, like a little background noise. Yeah. I, I get distracted easily. So I'm like, oh, oh, David was talking. Right. There are cars. Anyway, I was very distracted in the last episode, too. I a guest told a story and then I was like, wait, but how did this happen? And she was like, from the story I just told you, I was like, damn, it. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes you do a bad job. Alan, do you ever do a bad job? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, you know, another piece of advice is you're going to do bad. Yeah. But it's still an experience that you can take something away from. Like you learn honestly probably more from a bad experience than a good experience because you learn what not to do for sure. as well as some things to do. Um, no, I mean, I'm not going to throw out names or anything of companies that I've fucked up at, but there have definitely been times that I've left a project and I'm like, I, I could have done so much better. I, I honestly feel like that on some of the one of the projects I'm on right now that's still a theater show, but like. I don't have as much time that I'd like to be dedicating to do the job. So I kind of feel like I'm letting it down. But I don't know if that's like me actually letting it down or if that's my standards letting me down. Do you you hold yourself to a very high standard? I do. Like I I feel like if the job isn't getting done 100%, then I failed. I think it's it's almost time to look back uh, where we're – what, like midway through season two of this podcast right now? And I think it's almost going to be time to look back at... I want to make a little graph of, like, people who have considered themselves successful and people who haven't and mm-hmm. and look at, like... Right, my, cause, because my gut reaction right then was to say, I think holding oneself to a very high standard is probably a trait of highly success- successful people. I don't know if that's true. Um but I think it's definitely a standard of the people that I I, I know. Right. I mean, I, I, I think it, we're in a place that is such – has such competition literally in any art industry. Like New York is such a hub, and there's so many people here at any given time that if you're going to make your way in the city, you have to have that kind of work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, you're going to miss the opportunities because like they're, they're not waiting. They are – you can have a job that's posted at noon and by 4 p.m. it's it's filled. Yeah. And so like that you just you have to have that ethic. You have to be able to be like oh, I'm I'm going to go do this. I have to be there now. I can't come to this thing tonight unfortunately because I need to do this work. Um I'm going to see Gary tonight. Oh my god, that's going to be Gary? awesome. I haven't seen it. I want to. Nathan Lane. Just I'm really interested in it because I'm a big fan of Nathan Lane. I'm a big fan of Tyus Andronicus. I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Mac. Mm. So we'll see how I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's 
nice to see some kind of like continuation uh, and new. Taylor Matt goes in the same category as Billy Agner for me. He wants to like agitate. Right. Right. Sorry, not he. Oh, what's oh, what's Taylor Mac's pronoun? Taylor Mac's pronoun is a is a proper name. It's like Sue, I think. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. It is a thing for Taylor Mac, and that's and that's that's Taylor Mac, and I'm going to see Taylor Mac's play. Well, I and usually I get I get into the habit of referring to people as they if I don't know their pronoun, mm-hmm. but I know that Taylor Mac's pronoun is a name. I'm gonna Google it real quick. Yeah, go for it. I don't like it's very it's very interesting to me. The, uh, internet the internet's down again? Down. Are you kidding me? Alan's got really fun socks on. I do. One is beer pong. The other is pizza slices. I didn't know you were a mismatched sock guy. I am a mismatched sock guy. Um, I've, I, I wasn't always a mismatched sock guy. Judy. Judy. Taylor Mac's pronoun is Judy. So I'm going to see Judy's play tonight. And by Judy, I don't mean someone named Judy. I mean Taylor Mac. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry, I made a bad sound. I think, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, especially doing a Hamlet where Hamlet and Ophelia were a man and woman and switch roles every night, we had a couple of people who were just like, like, I don't think it was malicious in any way, shape, or form. I think they genuinely couldn't wrap their heads around it. And we're like, but Ophelia is a woman. And I was like, well, when Megan plays it, she's a woman. And when I play it, he's a man. And they were like, but... The words all say it's a woman. I was like, we we changed them. We changed them to 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 be him and, and his, and they were just like, okay. <laughs> and it's so like, it's so interesting, and I'm sure there are things that are this way for me now, and things that will be this way for me in the future. But like, the inability of some people just to understand, like, if someone tells you something about them is a thing, then that about them is a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is. It yeah. doesn't matter how it affects you, like... Yeah, because it that, doesn't. That, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it affects you in the way that, like, you have to... You it, The only way it affects you is whatever you do to yourself. Exactly. Like, you're only gonna be affected if you choose to be that asshole that's like, well, this upsets me, and it's really, like, why? When people get upset about the, the, to themselves about messing up, right? If, some, if, if someone right. mis, mislabels someone, people get upset a lot, but, like... Again, that's something you do to yourself. Note, like, I think, I think, and I could be wrong, but the percentage of people who are going to appreciate you making an effort versus the people who are going to bite your head off about being wrong once or twice or four times, like, I think that's a that's a pretty pretty wide margin. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Because I mean, I know there are definitely situations where um, I've known someone that like they, their pronoun has changed since knowing them. Yeah. And. So a couple of times, like, when you misgender, it happens, and you just have to be like, oh, sorry, and then use the correct pronoun and move on. Like, you can't hang on to it. I know people who have different pronouns in private and in public, right? And that, like, there are are all sorts of things that you just sort of go, like, I'm going to make every effort I can to to be correct, and I'm not going to beat myself up when I don't. Right. If I fuck up, I'm sorry. I fucked up. Do better. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Alan, let's put this... Big baby to bed. All right. Tuck it in. Tell a good night story. Okay. No, so wait, I got to do the stuff first. Then you can tell it a good night story. Oh, good. good. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My guest today has been Alan Cynthia Waters. <laughs> That's not true. No, my uh, my middle name is actually Alan. What? Yeah, Alan's God my middle name. Damn it. You were all going to learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Yeah, uh, W. Allen Waters is my uh, professional, like, 
name. What's the W? William is my first name. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's such a common name that, like, my brothers, we all go by the middle name. William Waters also makes you sound like a superhero. William Waters? Makes you sound like it's your, like, Clark Kent, Peter Parker. Uh, I could see that. Wade Wilson, right? Like, it makes it sound like it's your... your I like that. I, I kind of like that. Uh, uh, someone it. once called me Billy, and that <gasps> upset me. Billy Waters is good too. Oh, I hated Billy Waters, and it was it was like seventh grade. I wasn't there on the first day of class, and so someone told the teacher <gasps> I went by Billy. Oh, my God. and like I remember getting there <laughs> and seeing on the wall like they had stuff written about students, and I was like, oh, there's a another person with Waters. His name's Billy. Billy. That's cool. And then I realized it was me, and I was like, oh no, no, that's I'm not, very good. Oh no. <laughs> Well, my guest has been W. Allen Waters, which is a good pen name. Uh, you can find out more about Just for the Podcast you want at dimlywit.com. Thanks to Dimlywit for being our great, 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 great network. Uh, there's so much stuff. Alan, tell us about some of the other content on dimlywit.com. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've got things like every day of the week now. So Mondays uh, is uh, every other week we have the Breadfruit Juice Morning Show, which is uh, a show that's like – any other morning show, but based on uh, the host experience, living half of his life in the Caribbean, half of his life in the United States. Yeah. Um, Tuesdays is uh, Bad Examples. Wednesdays is Dress for the Podcast You Want. But what? Yep. Thursday is uh, The Dullest People Alive. It's our uh, Buffy podcast where it was recorded last year, um, and we're just putting it out now. Oh, really? Yeah, recorded oh, cool. last summer. It was the first thing we ever recorded as a company. And uh, my friend Taj took me through the first season of Buffy. I had never seen it before. And so we, like, recorded live as we watched. Are you going to keep going? Uh, depending on how things go and if we can actually find times to record, probably. Uh, I think we have the first episode of season two that we did last summer. So we might, like, cool. pick up from there. Nice. Um, Fridays is uh, coming up. We've got a sports podcast that's called uh, Last Quarter. Um, that's going to be hosted by Sam Wise. Saturdays is uh, shorts. Uh, it's just like literally 15 to 20 minute clips of things that we're talking about going on around us. And that's it. What about Sunday? Uh, Sunday is with all due respect. Uh, it's two guys out of Atlanta that um, they're talking like it, it's more of long firm, long firm, long form uh, conversations. And it's like really in-depth conversations about things going on in our society around us, things that are uh, affecting uh black Americans, particularly uh, the two hosts, Michael and Desmond. They're both from Atlanta. It's got a lot to do with Atlanta. Cool. But one of them grew up in a household where he's both of his parents are still together. He went to college. Um, and then Michael grew up uh, where he was, as he says, he was literally in the streets. Mm. Like he grew up on in that kind of lifestyle. And it's seeing the two of them kind of talk about things that affect them both but how it affects them differently. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. Like it, it is definitely something that it's more of like I'm gonna sit down and listen because yeah. it's like an hour and a half usually. Um, but it, it is really fascinating to actually hear how their different experiences have changed the different way they approach things and like actually see things. Cool. I'm um, excited. I don't listen to podcasts anymore because I keep breaking my headphones. So <laughs> as soon as my fucking Amazon package gets in, I'm gonna be listening to a lot of new stuff. I, I don't really listen to podcasts that aren't ours anymore because I'm editing them all the exactly, time. Because you already listen and to And so, them. like, when I get on the subway now, I'm like, I don't want to listen to a podcast. I want to <laughs> listen to music. 
So you can also check out Just for the Podcast you want on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our Patreon donors, uh, Laura St. Pierre and Patrick. Oh, you've got two now? We've got two now. We talked about it on, on two episodes ago. Uh, and I know his last name, but he didn't put his last name. And he's a really like great dude, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind me, but I don't want to dox him. Yeah, so. right. Go, Patrick. Um, if you would like to be a Patreon donor and get me to shout you out, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and give us a little donation. We've got the both of those people are donating it at the 420 tier. It's oh, yeah. $4.20 a month. That's nothing. We also have a 420 tier on ours. Nice. It's called Cough Cough. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Alan, tell us a little bedtime story. And okay. I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, so, um, when a mommy and a daddy love that each other. That is not a very good much. story. <laughs> That's a bad story. Look, you Try gotta again. do it. All right. Um, do not like a bedtime story? Okay. All right. Hey, buddy. How are you? Time for bed. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, good. We gotta do something about the way you sound. Well, I've been puffing that good cush all day. What did what did Daddy tell you about using his good cush without him? Uh, pass it to the left. I like that your your voice changed. You went through puberty real quick, buddy. Anyway, I need to go through this bedtime story with you. Okay. All right. So, when a mommy and a daddy decide to have a kid, mm-hmm. they have to put all of their savings away and decide that they have to give up all their hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.